Welcome to the teaching ministry of Jubilee Church International. Jubilee is devoted to making disciples, winning the lost to Christ, building strong families, and taking the gospel to the nations. Open your Bibles and join us as the presence of the Holy Spirit helps us to grow a little deeper. One of the things most essential that God has given us to guard and protect is our integrity. And in what we call the Ten Commandments, we talked about the first commandment really is, I am the Lord your God. So that is the first command, the command of belief. And in all the rest of the commandments, there is a command for integrity, for righteousness, for uprightness in your heart with God. For out of the heart flow the issues of life. Out of your heart comes things out of your mouth. Into your mind come things that flow from the heart. How you deal with relationships flows out of the heart. How you deal with every emotion, how you deal with every decision, every choice out of your heart and that's why Christ came to make a way that you could have a new heart and all we think often we just we dumb this whole thing down to well I am saved I'm not going to hell folks it's so much more than that what God wanted in in when he gave the law to Israel he said you know I'm going to write these laws on stone tablets but what i really want them written on is your heart amen what good are laws written on the books if the people don't live them in their life look at our culture today we just make laws upon laws upon laws upon laws we got legislators who that's every day they're creating and coming up with new imaginative ways to create more laws to try to help us obey the laws that were already on the books. But and now it just gets so confusing. Then they see, you know, there's laws usurping other laws. And it, it, it doesn't matter. We can make gun laws and all kinds of laws, but I've never seen a 38 jump up by itself and shoot nobody. Somewhere there was a hand attached to it. There were five digits <laughs> and a heart and a choice and a decision and anger or theft or something. But when you compromise, whether it's cheating on a test, like, um, you know, you, you hit somebody's car and you think, well, you know, no harm, no foul. Have you ever heard that? Black fact. You know, when I grew up, we played street basketball, and it was, the rule was no blood, no foul. Man, you fouled me. Show me the blood. <laughs> right? You know, we buy that mentality, well, no harm, no foul, and so we drive off after you damage somebody's car. And when you do that, you, 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 you've robbed them. You've robbed yourself. You've stolen, you didn't. You didn't just steal from them. You stole from you. And more importantly, you stole from God. David said it this way. 
when he sinned with Bathsheba, he went and he cried out to God. Oh, he could have cried out, Lord, I've sinned against my wife. I've sinned against Bathsheba and her husband. He said, Lord, I've sinned against you. It's you I've stolen from God. In my adulterous, idolatrous heart, I stole from you. You know, up to this point, we've looked at this conversation between God and Israel in response to living in covenant with Adonai. You know, how many of you have gotten, you've jumped to a conclusion or something, you've responded in an instant in a situation and yelled, you idiot. I don't know if some of you heard the story there a few years back that there was a lot of snow on the ground and Angie and I lived, it was a hill, uphill both ways. We actually lived down in a, in a valley there and, and uh, John had parked his car up at the top of the hill and we walked up through the snow and to check on his car or something, I don't remember the, the full detail, but uh, we get up there and there's a policeman and He's about to have John's car towed off because it's blocking the, the neighbor at the top of the hill. It's blocking his, his driveway. You can't even see his driveway. There's so much snow. But he was going to have this car towed off, you know, in a foot of snow. And he was out there. And, of course, the policeman said, can y'all just move the car? Just move it up, you know, enough where it's not in his driveway. But that, that didn't satisfy this, this guy. He still insisted that that car be towed off. And the policeman was like, no, no. And so he just went on. The policeman went on. And the old, the old guy stood out in his driveway. He was yelling at us and screaming at us. <laughs> and I yelled back, grace, grace, you old coot. How about a little grace, you idiot? And John said, <laughs> I don't think it works that way, Pastor. <laughs> I think you're missing something. It's kind of a contradiction there. Give out some grace, you old coot. Nothing like anger to bring out the worst of us. Guilty. Guilty is charged. But um, that which offends you reveals you, doesn't it? Each responsibility in this conversation between Adonai and Israel, each responsibility to believe, to maintain monogamous devotion in worship and purity in relationship with both God and family all have a connection back to the Garden of Eden. Because what God was building there was a community called family. Each is intended to mold and shape Not mere behavior. See, behavior only reveals what's hidden in the heart. And I can train, we can train a dog to behave a certain way. 
but it doesn't reflect anything moral or ethical, does it? So it's not just mere behavior, but it's the heart and the soul of man for a redeeming work God was preparing us for, a redeeming work to restore man to holiness with God. In the garden, man failed to believe. I'm just kind of show you here. Well, how are the Ten Commandments or this conversation, this law, how is it tied to the garden? Because God's trying to prepare us for redemptive work. And when man failed to believe that God meant what he said and said what he meant, man failed to believe doubt came in. In the draw of idolatrous temptation for that which was forbidden, man forgot who he was in light of who God is. Man listened to a manipulative voice and murderous words of flesh rather than to the divine life-sustaining voice of the Father. Man gave way to desire outside of God's design. He gave way to desire for the created rather than for the creator. And as a result, he broke covenant with God in his disobedience and he committed relational adultery. So if you look at the story of the garden and man's sin, you'll find where man broke every one. Of the commandments. He broke every one of them. In some way or another. If you look at the true. Biblical intent of every one of God's laws. Man broke them all. In some way or another. You see the harmonious. Or the harmonious. (laughs) They're not two separate words. One, one is from South Arkansas. One is what they taught you in school. <laughs> Good thing my daughter's an English teacher and my wife homeschools me every day. <laughs> she thought she was just homeschooling our kids. She homeschools me all the time. <laughs> Saw an image the other day. What was it? Angie showed me some meme or something and this woman's talking about raising a son that was not her own and all the challenges with raising someone else's son (laughs) but she's she's still content to be his wife (laughs) well that's me i can relate to that the harmonious community of god and family in the garden was broken The unity of oneness or echad had been lost through theft. How was it stolen through theft, you might ask? Well, the same way the enemy steals from you all the time. And the same way we rob and steal from each other so often within the community of God's chosen. Exodus chapter 20 verse 15 You shall not steal. Many of us might say, well, that doesn't apply to me because I am upright in integrity and I do not steal. 
Well, let's dig a little deeper. We can start with the simplest and the surface or the Peshat uh, concept of stealing and, and see how well we rate. Have you ever taken into your possession, intentionally or unintentionally, anything material that was not given to you directly by another or that you did that you personally purchased yourself? Have you found something of monetary value that you did not earn or purchase and chose to keep it without any due diligence to find its rightful owner? Dear Christian, you may be a thief and have lowered the value of your integrity to that of a pen that you stole from the waitress. <laughs> yeah, we were all good till you start digging through your purse and go, oh, I didn't give that waitress her pen back. <laughs> You thief, right? Well, it sounds like a pretty strong standard, doesn't it? See, God's not concerned about the pen. God's concerned about your heart. The word still in Hebrew is ganav. Everybody say ganav. You can speak Hebrew. Ganav. Meaning to take away by deception. It means to deceive another or do anything underhanded. And we could stop there, but see the Hebrew doesn't stop there because Hebrew is in concrete blocks. It's not abstract thought, it's concrete. Hebrew goes on to say... It means to deceive one's own heart. That's theft. To not be forthright, forthcoming, or entirely honest with someone else or with yourself or with God. Have you ever deceptively for your own gain, not given the whole truth to someone? Maybe you maliciously left them in the dark just a little. Maybe you convinced your, you know, maybe, maybe you did not technically lie outright. But you were not entirely honest. Thou shalt not steal. Yet you convinced yourself that you were still upright in your heart before the Lord. You persuaded your own conscience that there was no real harm done. Surely it was no big deal any more than, you know, taking one single simple little bite from a dumb little tree in a big old garden. Seriously, God got upset about one bite of one piece of fruit? I mean, I'm using this, this whole, playing on this whole analogy here. But, I mean, really? I, I mean, God comes and says, Adam, what have you done? And Adam says, well, I didn't do it. It was the woman's fault. You know, you gave her to me. 
And they both look at God and say, what's the big deal? One little bite? One little apple? What was an apple, grapefruit? I think it was grapefruit. You know, myself, because bitter. <laughs> but one little bite, God, seriously? You're going to get that upset? You're going to throw us out of the garden? You're going to take away this eternal life from us? For one little bite? One little lie? We stole one little thing? Seriously, God? I mean... So here is where we go a little deeper and we find the derash or the true meaning and intent of the command. Thou shalt not steal. In Genesis chapter 31 verse 26 it says, Et lev levan va ganav yachov. And Jacob deceived Laban. Laban said to Jacob, what have you done that you have tricked me? You've deceived me. And did what? And you've stolen something away from me. Every day this culture is doing the exact same thing to you and your children. In fact, it's happening throughout our entire culture and our government all the way down to the destruction of entire communities and families. By this biblical definition of stealing, theft is taking place on a mass scale in social media, in the news, in the workplace, in the church, and even right there in your own home. Your children may be stealing from you. You may be stealing from your family. And a large portion of this culture is stealing from us all. Unfortunately, untruthfulness runs throughout our daily lives as normal. You may be self-deceived by a lot of things, but how would you know? How would you know if you are self-deceived? Because in self-deception, you're blind to your own self-deception. As long as you are not honest with God and yourself about your living and your choices that do not line up with the ways of the Lord, you're self-deceived. As long as you do life your way, you are self-deceived. Theft. Elvis said it this way. I did it my way, right? <laughs> Through it all, right? I can't sing like Elvis, but he left the building a long time ago. <laughs> Self-deceived. When you do anything your way, I'm going to do it my way. Yes, self-deception and you are... A thief. As long as you raise your kids your way and not God's, you are self-deceived. 
As long as you do relationships your way, you do church your way, you do Christianity your way, you do your finances your way, you're self-deceived. And you're robbing yourself more than anybody. You're robbing yourself of God's blessings and you're robbing God of that which is rightfully His by the covenant that you made. Theft, by God's definition, has become commonplace among us as we are not entirely honest with one another in our hearts and often with our words. Look with me in Jeremiah chapter 23. We'll find an illustration, probably one of the best, God, the way God puts it through the prophet Jeremiah. Now, let me take you back to Ananias and Sapphira. Y'all remember Ananias and Sapphira that, that promised and made a vow to God about some land that they sold and the, the revenue from that land and they made a vow to God and then they, they kind of compromised on that vow a little bit, you know, kind of thought, well, you know, you know. The community doesn't need all that. God don't need all that, right? And what happened? Man, it cost them, didn't it? We're going to come back to Ananias and Sapphira here in just a moment. But look at this. Jeremiah chapter 23, starting with verse 26. How long shall there be, shall there be lies in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit, the deception of their own hearts. These, God's saying, these prophets who, who, these people who profess to represent me. Are you hearing me, church? These Christians, these people who profess to represent me are self-deceived. Who think to make the people forget my name by their dreams. That they tell one another even as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. What's God saying? These people who say they represent me. Who are deceived, self-deceived in their own hearts. Have pumped up, motivated the people. Provoked them with ungodly desire that's not from me and has led them into idolatry. That's what he's saying. Verse 28 and 29. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat? Think about that for a minute. Let that just dwell on that. This is God speaking. What has straw in common with wheat? Declares the Lord is not my word like fire. Declares the Lord. And like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Verse 30. Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets. Oh, 
You hear what God's saying? I am against those who represent me, but have deceived their own hearts and do what? Who steal my words from one another. Who steal, who ganav. They rob one another of the true word of the Lord. They rob, these are prophets. You know what prophecy is? It's the divine instruction of God. And God's saying, these people who say they represent me, they are stealing, they are declaring words that the people go, ooh, that sounds good, ooh, I like that. Yeah, bless me, bless me, bless me. And God says, they're stealing the prophetic, the divine instruction away from my people and leading them into idolatrous hearts. Robbing them of the law of the Lord. The way of the Lord. They're saying this is the way of the Lord and it's not. They're saying this is the way of the Lord and it's not. And God says this and it's not. And God's going to do this and it's not. Well, that's rampant in, our, in the church today. Steal my words from one another. Behold, I am against the prophets, declares the Lord, who use their tongues and declare... Declares the Lord. They use their what? Their tongues. Well, how is it stealing? Because who gave them their tongue? Who's t- they said they were prophets of Adonai. Prophets of Yahweh. That means their tongue was no longer their tongue. It was whose tongue? It was God's tongue. And when they used God's tongue to declare, thus said the Lord, and God did not say, it is theft. It is theft. Spiritual robbery. Let me tell you something. The church, we've been been held up all the time. (laughs) We've been robbed. There's a lot of folks running around just just declaring the Lord said, and God did not say. And that's why, but we're we're not talking about the prophets here. We're talking about self-deception. When you declare in your own heart, God said, and God did not say. Your heart said it. God didn't say it, you said it. And you told your heart that God was okay with it. God declared it, and God didn't declare it. But you convince yourself God said it, because you're spiritual. Wow. Nothing will deceive you like spiritual desire for something that's not God. Jeremiah, verse 23, verse 32. Behold, I am against those who prophesy lying dreams. Folks, he ain't talking about, we, we think dreams. He talked about some weird thing you had last night while you was in realm sleep and your eyeballs were rolling around real fast. That's not what he's talking about. <laughs> Regina says, where does he come up with this stuff? <laughs> That's not that he's talking about dreams, desires, ambitions, wants, longings. Declares the Lord, and who tell them and lead my people astray by their lies and their recklessness when I did not send them or charge them, so they do not profit this people of all at all, declares the Lord. 
See, the intent of the commandment is not limited to taking possessions from another. Thou shalt not steal is not limited to taking mere material things. That's not the full intent of God. God was not upset because there was one apple missing off his tree. Are you following me? And if you think thou shalt not steal is limited to that ink pen you kept of the waitresses. Or however many government pens you have in your desk. I'm not justifying stealing waitresses' pens or the government's ink pens. Because everybody, if you work for the government, right, Pastor Woody? We know a government ink pen is a very expensive thing. They're not cheap. They come at a high price. <laughs> they don't work very well, but they're very expensive. Not just if I still, I'm just telling you, you're missing the deeper and broader intent that inhibits your growth in Christ and your deeper walk with the Lord. And when you miss the deeper understanding of God's intent this is where community is broken and we can't have unity and harmonious relationship one with another in the body of Christ because we've got a superficial we got a surface level understanding that's why we struggle in our our homes and our families and our relationships because we're missing we've got a we got a basically a childish understanding Thou shalt not steal. It's much deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. Its intent also applies to robbing yourself of inner honesty. Self-deception or believing a lie. Because when you lie to yourself, it affects everybody else around you. Am I right? When you are self-deceived, it affects relationships. It affects the whole community. Achan had convinced himself it was okay and he could get away with stealing and robbing from God. But it didn't work out too well. It cost not just him, it cost his whole family. They just stole one little thing and went and buried it in his tent. What's the big deal, God? And it wasn't that God was upset with some piece of gold that he stole that, that was in the enemy's camp. It was spoils of war. What's the big deal, God? You really love your stuff that much, God? Do you think that was Achan's attitude? Really, God, you're going you're gonna to kill me and, and, and my whole family's going to reap the judgment of God? Because of one little piece of gold that I stole. You really love your stuff that much, God? Oh, you're missing it. No, I love my people that much. It ain't about the stuff. It ain't about the stuff that you steal. So much more than that. The intent applies to robbing yourself of inner honesty, self-deception, believing a lie. Once again, the law of God reveals the heart. It points back to 
kavanah, the motive and intentions of your heart. When we deceive ourselves, we deny the truth. When we deceive ourselves, we deny the truth. We rationalize that which is unjust and rob ourselves of the blessings of Father Shalom. True peace. See, when you, when you, when you give way to self-deception, you steal, you rob yourself of God's blessing of true peace. Because all... Chazal, which is the rabbinical sages, says that every sin ultimately constitutes theft. Every sin, in one way or another, constitutes theft. Adultery, idolatry, blasphemy, using the Lord's name in vain. We've went through that. All of these, some way or another, come back to theft. Rabbi Yitzchak explains that if you borrow something from someone, listen to this, if you borrow something from someone for a specific use and you use it for something other than that specified, you have stolen its use. You didn't steal it, you stole its use. And you just, well, stolen it. You come and you say, I need to borrow $300 because I'm short on my, my mortgage. And I loan you $300 and you don't go put that on the mortgage. You go buy a new deer stand. And then you go somewhere else and come up with the other $300 to pay the mortgage. And you think all is well. No, you're a thief. You're a thief at heart. Because you deceived. It was underhanded. And you used that which you were given for something other than what you were given it for. That's theft. That's bigger than an ink pen from Applebee's. <laughs> Again, borrowing money for one thing, but using it for another. You see, let's go a little deeper. God lends the soul, your soul, God has lent to you, you. Are not your own. You didn't give life to you. In fact, your mother and father didn't give life to you. God gave life to you. God lends the soul the ability to see, to hear, and to speak for what? Why is God giving you a tongue, two ears, two eyes, two hands? Why has God given you these things? For the sake of living a life pleasing to the Lord. That's what it was given to you for. Your eyes, your ears, your tongue, your hands, they were given to you to live a life pleasing to the Lord, to live amongst one another in community, in uprightness before the Lord. They were to live in, it was all given to you to please God, to worship Him, to live among one another in uprightness of heart, one with another. It was all given to you. You go back to Genesis before the sin and the fall of man. Why didn't God give you a tongue? Hey, my dog has a tongue. What does he do with it? Well, he, she eats some nasty stuff sometimes. Dead animals, everything else, you know. And he says, move on. Oh, that dog was given a tongue to survive. 
the dog was given an ears and eyes for its existence and survival. But you were given a tongue and eyes and ears to do something so much more than a dog. A different intent. It's to please God. To honor the Lord. Because you were created in His image. So when these things are abused... Against our brother or sister, we gossip, we are angry. Come on, can I preach to, can I preach to me today? Yeah. When we use and abuse these things God has given us, we have used them for a purpose unintended by God. And it constitutes theft. Whew. Wow. You cuss somebody out. Thief. Not only did you steal from God, you used something that's not yours. You misappropriated it. It's what we call that in government when you misappropriate funds. It's funny. If, if, if at my level, if we misappropriate funds, I can go to jail. The congressional level, you can do it all day. You just keep raising the debt ceiling. <laughs> you don't even ask the, ask the people. You just more taxes. But when we abuse the things God's given us for gossip, anger, tail-bearing, constitutes theft. Not only have we robbed God of righteousness, we've robbed ourselves of holiness. And we've robbed our brother or sister of truth. In the same manner, when you listen to any other voice other than the voice of Father, and you respond in any way outside of His good pleasure and His desire, it constitutes the theft of peace. It constitutes the theft of joy and the plan that God has for your life. When the thief comes in and robs the house, what does it do? It affects A. There's two ways to spell that, right? A-F-F-E-C-T-S. When a thief comes in and robs the house, it affects. Affect means to put on false appearance. It affects the entire household. But it also affects. E-F-F-E-C-T-S, which means to cause a negative change. It affects the entire family dynamic. You ever been robbed or had something stolen or you walk up on your car and somebody's hit it, drove off? It leaves you feeling violated, doesn't it? Feels this, this weird, this unpleasant feeling in your spirit. You come home and your house has been trashed and robbed and they, they broke, kicked the door in. It leaves you a little fearful. And it's not like they're going to come back or like, you know, but you're thinking, man, you just feel this is, this was, I was so wronged. But yet, 
We steal from each other every day. When we don't use what God's given us for what God's intended. Eve blamed the serpent. Adam blamed God. Often we, we read that story and we think, at, well, you know, people will tell you all the time, Eve blamed the snake and Adam blamed Eve. No, Adam didn't blame Eve. Adam blamed God. He said, this woman you gave me. But they were the ones, both of them, were the ones who chose to listen and take that which was not given. We can't steal from others. We can't continue to steal from our families and from God and then expect God to restore anything. Folks, do not let the enemy steal from you and your family. Walk in the integrity of the healing that Christ has brought for our souls. If you are Christ, if you, are, if you belong to Christ, if you're His, you're not your own. You were bought and you were paid for with a price. So you can't do anything your way. Anything. You can't compromise your integrity. You can't compromise. Because when you do, you're stealing from God, yourself, and someone else. The price of Christ's life and shed blood was not only for your eternal life, but for the life you now live. For the life you now live is not yours, but it's Christ who lives within you. Stealing, ganav, thou shalt not steal. Arrogantly seeks to claim ownership of something, disregarding the fact that as we are told in Acts chapter 17 verse 28, in Him, in Him we live and move and have our being. Right? Stand with me if you will. Amen. Wow. Quite a bit more to these commands, isn't there? Thou shalt not steal. I don't steal. I, I make sure I give the waitress her pen back. Uh, you're missing it. In fact, if we're honest, we're all a bunch of thieves. We steal all the time. Anytime. I mean, you could take it as far as to say, when you sit and you look in the mirror and you, you degrade yourself, you're stealing. You look at yourself and say, I'm worthless. Nobody loves, how can God love me? Or how can, you're stealing. Don't steal from God. Don't steal from God. You're not yours. 
Who are you? Come on. You say, God can't use me. What did God tell Moses? Who made your tongue? (laughs) Who created you? Joshua and I were talking about it just yesterday. I think it was Joshua and I or somebody at the hospital. We're talking about Job. When when, uh, Job was giving God all these questions, God said, where were you when I flung the stars in the heavens? Where were you? Where are you when the baby goat's being born on the mountainside? Where are you at watching birth and, and, and life happen? You know what God was saying? In your heart, you're robbing me, Job. When you doubt me, you doubt my faithfulness and my goodness. Don't rob from me. Man, this stealing thing goes a whole lot further, doesn't it? I ask you this morning, what have you stolen? (laughs) From God, from your family, from someone else, from someone God maybe put you in a place to speak life into someone else and you didn't do it. You stole from them. You stole from them. Man, God used to get on to me all the time about this, going through the drive through at Wendy's. I, I try not to, I'm trying to quit going through the drive through <laughs> Try not to go through there anymore. <laughs> We try to eat better. <laughs> but you get at the drive through and you get frustrated with the young kid at the window because your order's not right. And you miss the opportunity. That, that young person might, might be going to take their life that night. God might have had you there to speak life into them and you stole from them. I'm telling you, disobedience to God is theft. Disobedience to God. Anytime, that's why, as the rabbi said, all sins constitute theft. Every sin. Sin of the heart, sins in your thought, life, constitute theft. And if, if, if at least they rob you of peace and walking upright before the Lord. What have you stolen? Even more, what has been stolen from you? What have you allowed the enemy to steal from you in your thoughts, in your mind, in your heart, in your peace, your joy? What have you allowed the enemy to steal from you? Church, it's time to get it right. It's time to take back what the enemy has stolen. Amen? How many of you agree? It's time to take back what the enemy has stolen. As well, it's time to give back to God what is rightfully His. Amen? Time to take back what the enemy has stolen. It's time to give back to God what is rightfully His. Come on, if you will, just go to the Lord as we close this morning. Just close your eyes with me and just... Just say, Holy Spirit, search my heart this morning. If I had stolen from you or my family or if I've stolen from my brother or sister in my heart, 
then Lord, forgive me. And let me give that which is rightfully yours back to you. If you're here this morning, the enemy has stolen from you. He's, maybe he's tried to steal your peace. He's tried to steal your den, identity or your destiny. Or he's tried to steal your joy and your hope and your future. Come on, you're here this morning. It's time to declare, for it is the word of the Lord. It is God. It is His will that you be whole, that you be healed, that you have a hope and a future. And you can declare that, for the Lord has already declared that, which is life. And if the enemy's tried to steal from you today, come on, it's time to declare. I'm going to take back, just like David Ziglag. <laughs> I'm going to take it back. I'm going to worship God through the midst of it all. I'm going to take back what the enemy has stolen. Come on, if it's family, if it's loved ones, whatever it is, peace, your joy, whatever it is, you want to take it back today. God gives you permission. God gives you permission. Come. Come on, I want to pray with you. Come on. Take back what the enemy has stolen. Take back what the enemy has stolen. Take back what the enemy has stolen.